Hello and welcome to our podcast, Hashtag Divorce, with Audrey Zetoun, divorce coach based in London, and myself, Sarah-Jane Taster, French family lawyer practicing in international law in England and Hong Kong. In our podcast, Hashtag Divorce, we will be bringing you hope, positivity, as well as practical information about divorce and well-being, food for thoughts, and hopefully, support to help you move forward at each and every step of the divorce process. If you would like to know more about what we do when we're not doing this podcast, you can go to our websites, pasterfamilylaw.co.uk and audreyzcoaching.com. Back to today's topic. This is our first podcast in English, and we will be discussing how a divorce coach and a divorce lawyer can make a difference in the way you deal with your divorce. We will be explaining how and why we started working together and what our roles in the divorce process are and how we work in the best interest of our clients. We decided to do this podcast in order to assist people who are thinking of divorcing, those who are already in the process or who are trying to rebuild their lives after their divorce. Let's start by introducing ourselves. Hello, everyone. I'm Audrey. Um, I'm a life coach, a relationship and divorce coach, and my trainings and qualifications are accredited by the International Coaching Federation. I am based in London. However, I work internationally and provide my services to French and English-speaking communities around the world. I will guide my clients to assess their relationship, either one-to-one -one or as a couple, help them save their marriage, and if all fails, I support them all along the divorce process and after the divorce to help them rebuild their life. For example, I assist them to make decisions, to define their goals, and to deal with their emotions, regain with confidence and self-esteem, and I also help them define their life vision and what is stopping them to achieve it. I know how difficult it can be since uh, I went through a divorce 10 years ago. I stayed unhappy for many years in this marriage, not knowing why I was so unsatisfied. I know how difficult it is to deal with one's emotion during and after a divorce, to stay calm, to prepare the meetings with your lawyer, to communicate with your ex, the children, and to deal with stress, especially when you lack clarity and confidence to make decisions and move forward. During these difficult times, we usually turn up to family and friends, but they may not be the best to give and biased advice, even though they want to help. So at the end of the day, you and only you have to make the decision. This is why you need to be able to turn to someone who can help you without judgment or bias. And this is what a coach will do for you. So in a nutshell, uh, this is what I do. <laughs> so today we'll go into a little more detail of what you do. Uh, but first, uh, I am Sarah Jane. I'm a French lawyer at the Paris Bar, and I've been practicing abroad for a few years now, dealing with issues of international family law, estate planning, and cross-border probates. I began my practice in Hong Kong until I relocated in the UK. Nowadays, I divide my time between the UK, France, and Hong Kong, assisting mainly French nationals. Like Audrey, I assist uh, French couples mm -hmm. who are having problems and thinking about divorce. And this is how I acquired an expertise in cross-border family law. Now that you know a little bit more about us, let's talk about how we met and decided to work together. The idea of the podcast 
starting during the first lockdown. Yes, Audrey and I first started exchanging uh, on the issues surrounding divorce, and we quickly realized that we shared the same values and the same take on divorce. Ultimately, we realized that our jobs complemented each other. So we started by organizing regular webinars and talking on Clubhouse every week. The next step was obvious, a podcast to bring assistance and support to people going through divorce that would stay, to which people could switch to when needed or when it was convenient for them. We decided to bring you this support each and every week in French and in English, tackling different themes and issues and inviting people to share their expertise and experience of divorce with us. Let's talk about today's subject, the relationship between a divorce coach and a lawyer in a divorce. Sarah Jen, tell us more about your role, please. Yes, um, well, as a divorce lawyer, I can say without too much exaggeration that the way I practice has changed since I've been working with you, Audrey. Um, it's because before that, I felt very ill-equipped to deal with my clients who were submerged by their emotions. So there has been a shift in the way I work. And this is why I wanted to do this podcast with you uh, to explain how the divorce coach can help you. So we all know that divorce is a traumatic experience. I'm not teaching you anything new. Divorce will have an impact on every aspect of your life, whether it be personal, friendship, professional, health. Therefore, it's important to be able to go and see somebody other than the divorce lawyer to seek help. When a person wants to divorce, uh, they don't always know where to turn to. They will go and see a divorce lawyer, but that is not enough. And this is very important to keep in mind. Seeking the assistance of a divorce lawyer uh, is important, but seeking the assistance of a divorce coach is even more important, whatever the state of mind of the client, whether he, she initiated the decision to divorce or has been surprised by the decision. Turning to a coach is open to women as well as men. Uh, there is indeed a mis common misconception that coaching is for women, but based on experience, we can assure you that men need the assistance of a divorce coach as much as women do. Yes, Sarah Jane, now that we have introduced the subject, let's explain what the roles of the coach and the lawyer, uh, what are their roles when dealing with divorce proceedings? People usually know or think they know what a divorce lawyer does, but can you tell us a bit more about it, Sarah Jane? Yes. So uh, my role as a divorce lawyer is to deal with the legal aspects and sometimes some of the practical ones. Uh, the lawyer must not at any time deal with the emotional aspects. This is left to the divorce coach. Going to see a divorce lawyer does not mean that you are going to divorce. The first meeting with the lawyer will help you to know about your rights and obligations and help you navigate with more clarity. When clients come to see me for the first time, unless there is an urgency to act because of domestic violence, for instance, the clients do not retain my services immediately. I always give them the advice to think about it. They need first to accept the idea of divorce, get over the denial stage. When they are ready, they can come back and retain my services. If a client is in denial, it will be difficult to advise them. 
So the lawyer's bad reputation comes from their seemingly lack of empathy. But I hope you now have come to understand that we need to take a step back and not deal with emotions in order to be more efficient in our job. Now, let's turn to you, Audrey, and I will ask you a few questions in order to have a clearer understanding of what you do. We often hear about professional coaches when we want to change jobs or we want to reassess our careers. So what is the difference between what you do and the coach that we usually go and see for work? Yes, uh, Sarah-Jane, there is a difference, but really uh, I will apply some coaching techniques from you know, life coaching techniques, general techniques that you can apply to corporate world or career change. Um, but for example, in my case, I also have a specific training in relationship coaching and in positive psychology. So as a divorce coach, relationship coach, we deal with the emotional upheaval of the person and how not to be controlled by their emotion, especially when you need to make important decisions. You know, we also help with the grieving of the lost relationship and their life as they knew it. So what's important is to minimize the emotional cost, the financial cost, and to help them gain time and clarity. The end goal being uh, getting an amicable divorce and rebuild confidence and self-esteem for their new life. So really what matters is communication, whether with your ex, your children, your lawyer, how to communicate in the most effective way to express your needs, your wants, your feelings. And with all my clients, I create a safe, nurturing space so that the person can share their fears, their doubts, their anxiety. And I help them design their goals for the divorce procedure and beyond for their new life. So we really offer support through the whole journey, whether they come to see me before the decision to divorce, during, after, uh, to help the person rebuild their life. It's a whole process and it's a whole emotional support. During the divorce, uh, we will, for example, assist the person in preparing for the meetings with uh, their lawyer or ex-partner, prepare them to be in the right state of mind and to enable them to know what they want without being influenced by their emotion, like anger, resentment or fears. So we really try to make it clearer for the client to help them overcome these emotions so that when they go and see their lawyer, like you, Sarah-Jane, they can express themselves better and have a clear idea of what their needs are, what they want to achieve, and what they want to get from the divorce. So a question that I'm often asked is, when do you go and see the divorce coach? Part of the answer is to say that you are a life coach also. So your intervention is not restricted to the divorce. One can come and see you before the divorce, can't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, uh, my first, my training is to be, is a transformational life coach. So of course, this is the word transformation and I can really transform a person's life in the way that if they're unhappy with their life, if they don't know where they're not, why they're not happy, uh, they don't know what's going on in their relationship, why it's not uh, good anymore. The problem could be, um, you know, the relationship, but it could be somewhere else. So they come and see me before the breakup and ask, is it me? Is it the couple? Uh, is my marriage over? Do I ask for a divorce or can I save my relationship? And what is stopping me from knowing? You know, how can I be fulfilled and stay married? So yes, they do come to see me before the divorce and uh, to explore all these uh, questions and options. Now that we've talked about when to come and see you and the fact that you can help couples 
how does it work? How does working with you work? How do you have, do you have one-to-one sessions, of group session? Is it like a program? Yes, uh, so I have various options to fit anybody's need. It could be uh, have various packages or you could just buy one session at a time of a coaching one-to-one or with couples. And I also do workshop in small group and group coaching. So what the most important thing for me is that the person feels comfortable, feel like uh, they can trust me and establish a mutual rapport uh, of trust, mutual rapport and trust. And I usually start the first session with free of charge. So anybody can call and book a call. It's free to discuss their personal situations, their personal needs. And then we can both establish if we can work together. Um, And trust and respect is the basis of coaching. You can prefer one-to-one, maybe you prefer group coaching, or you prefer a workshop over a few hours or a day. Um, It's up to you. Some people are further down the line in group coaching and they can give advice to others. They can give hope. So really, um, it's a whole dynamic in group coaching and it can be nice as well. But in one-to-one, you will get more of a bespoke program. You get one-to-one attention and progress can be quicker. So do you mean that we can go from one another? You don't have to be one one technique no actually you can uh, maybe start with a group coaching just to maybe rebuild your confidence a little bit and then decide well i want to move further and decide to do one-to-one or you can start with a workshop which is really a much cheaper way to to know what coaching is and then go uh, on to having one-to-one sessions i usually start maybe with i find 10 sessions in one-to-one because it's a good amount but you can book less if you need to if you want to Uh, and then we can take it from there. In any case, I don't want to overload the person, you know, uh, yes. So what are the tools that my clients coming to you would get from sessions? Mm. (laughs) Well, we have loads of tools uh, as coaching. Without revealing all your secrets, of course. (laughs) Well, they're very technical tools, you know. And also I keep learning new tools and techniques Uh, every day. So um, I always believe, um, you know, learning new things uh, to be of greater help for my clients is is really important. So the first and main thing I would say is is to understand for the coach that the person in front of me is resourceful, valuable, and whole, that they, for me, the person has the solution within, within them. And the coach is only here to facilitate, to help find clarity, solution, that they have within them. So we really trust the person and it's a teamwork. Uh, As a result, I would say maybe one of my main tools is active listening. The way we reflect back to the person, what what they shared with with us is very powerful. And we work on cognitive uh, behavior. We work on um, lots of other techniques on limiting belief, you know, the imposter syndrome. Uh, When you say, I will never rebuild my life, for example, I will never find love again, I'm powerless. All of this, you know, feeling like a victim, uh, we can help the person become more empowered in their new life and feel that they have control over their choices and decisions and that they can make positive steps. So it's really about, um, you know, looking at all the patterns and how what's not serving them anymore in their life, you know, adopting new ways of thinking, new, new patterns. Uh, so they can feel more empowered and more free to achieve their goals. Uh, that would we nurture, yes. <laughs> well, thank you, Audrey. This gives us quite a good idea of what we can get when we come and see you. 
I would like to talk now more about the relationship between a lawyer and a coach based on our experience, of course, of working together. Uh, starting with stating two things. We really respect the principle of confidentiality. If I refer clients to Audrey, I will, we will never talk about the case. It's really important to know that. And second, the reason why I started working with Audrey is because usually the first thing I ask my clients is, are you seeing someone? Of course, I don't mean romantically. I just mean somebody to help you, um, like a therapist. If they're not seeing someone, I used to really always encourage them to go and see a therapist. Um, I have always worked like that, but I started to notice that very often a therapist wasn't enough. Uh, maybe it was due to the fact that um, the therapist does not give tools like you do, Audrey, but maybe uh, a coach is able to work through certain situations in a more efficient way than a therapist uh, can do. So we have to bear in mind that everybody has their job. My job is not to be a therapist or a coach. Uh, my job is to deal with the divorce proceedings and Audrey's job is not to give legal advice. So we really have to have our own role and we know where the boundaries are. However, I'm often in a situation where I feel the first meeting with the client is more about therapy. I just listen to everything that comes out and it's not my place, it's not my role. And in a sense, I feel bad because I feel like I'm cheating the client. I'm not there to listen to them. If they don't go and see somebody else, then all my meetings will be centered with around the same thing and I won't be able to give my advice efficiently. The assistance of a divorce coach is really important, especially in highly emotionally charged divorces which are often the case uh, when, like me, you work uh, in an international setting. So we also need therapists to work with us. When Audrey and I started working together, I had noticed that when I asked my clients to go and see a therapist, they were often afraid of the implications. The fact that going, maybe going to see a therapist could be used against them. Uh, in the divorce proceedings. This fear associated to the therapist led me to try and find an alternative solution, uh, which um, was Audrey. <laughs> now, when I ask my clients when they, if they want to see a divorce coach, they first are a bit surprised because they don't always know what a divorce coach is, but they are usually uh, quite open to it once I explain what Audrey does. It's very easy for them to accept the idea. Yes, as a coach, uh, actually, it's, it's um, maybe make them realize that they do need to, to go and see a therapist also, maybe both, you know. Yeah, so for me, working with a divorce coach really helps to find solution when I'm stuck because the client is overwhelmed by his feelings and emotion and he cannot make a decision, cannot move forward in the divorce proceedings because they can't get over the fact that the marriage is over. Uh, when there's been adultery, uh, they can be very sore, they need closure, they need to mourn the relationship. We don't have time as lawyers to go through the mourning process with the client before we go on to the divorce proceedings. So things need to be done at the same time with the divorce coach. 
this is where Audrey, you come in and where your role is really important to give you an example. Sometimes the divorce negotiations will come to a halt because one of the issues such as the custody of children uh, cannot be um, uh, resolved. Mm. Uh, the spouses may agree on everything else, but the division of time of the children between the parents may be a real problem. So the divorce coach can help by stepping in and making the parents realize the reason why he or she are refusing the core division of time, for example, or when it's not justified by the best interest of the child, but is solely motivated by a selfish reason. This is one of the many examples, really, for me, going to see a coach is about um, helping the client to regain control of the situation. Yes, Sarah Jane, thank you for summarizing. Uh, you know, when a client comes to see me, they may be in shock or denial, and it's about taking them through that journey from shock and denial through acceptance. That's the first part. When they accept the new situation, the new reality, then they can move forward. So if I were to compare the work of a therapist and the work of a divorce coach, I'd say a therapist would diagnose maybe mental health issues, which I don't. And if there is a mental health issue, I would definitely advise my client to see a therapist, maybe first, or maybe while they see me as well, or maybe see them first, as I said, and come back to see me uh, after. If I can't help with any issues, I will always refer them to someone else. So they can see both of them at, at the same time or see the therapist first and then come back to see me, as I, as I just mentioned. Divorce can be a traumatic experience and it can be very hard to deal with. So if you have underlying mental health issues, um, it will make it very difficult to move forward. Uh, as a coach, I really focus on what on the now and where the person is now and where how to move forward in their new life. Whereas a therapist will help them understand uh, their, their past, their past behavior. Um, so we, we have a, a very different, different work in a way. And we are more into the present and the future of the person's life and how we can help them set goals and visualize a new life. What do they want now? How can they achieve it? And what would stop them from achieving this new life? What is getting in the way? Uh, is it a lack of confidence, a limiting belief, finance, work? We try to work out what it is in the way and how to overcome all the challenges so they can reach their goal and define their goal as well. Uh, so it's practical, but at the same time, obviously, we deal with the emotion and how to handle better all the divorce proceeding and, and, and after. Yeah. So you're making a very good point that has an impact on divorce proceedings. The journey they have to make and the goals they have to set. That's what we have to do in the divorce proceedings to make people understand when they want to ask about maintenance, for instance, or about children. You have to be able to look into the future and realize that there is a new life ahead, that uh, they can be happy, but they also need to think of what their needs are. This sometimes is a very difficult process for the lawyer to make their client understand the importance of that stage. Some clients just want to divorce quickly and let everything go for the sake of having peace. They don't want any money. They don't want anything. They might regret it afterwards. It's, again, really about striking a balance. That's what the divorce coach helps achieve. A balance between 
how you are feeling and what you will need after the divorce. The professionals dealing with people going through divorce all know the difficulty of the influence that friends and close family can have, which can really be counterproductive. That's when I believe a divorce coach is very important to make people understand that it's good to have friends, but friends are not enough and friends are too close to be able to give good advice. You're right, Sarah-Jane. A friend can be more for support uh, than through advice. It's like um, you mentioned the childcare and the custody, and it's about thinking, where do you see yourself in two or five years from now? How do you see your relationship with your ex-partner, your children? What would be the best way to deal with the situation now so that in the future it goes smoothly between all of you and that you are all in a position where you can rebuild a life without too much acrimonial resentment. It's also about shifting the focus on the children rather than on revenge or the anger aspect that could feel, be felt at the moment. And that's when you, you said friends may not give the best advice and it's best to see someone unbiased and non-judgmental uh, to, to, to get um, yeah, their opinion and, and their help, yes. The other important aspect that we've discussed many times, Audrey, haven't we, is that the client needs to realize that although the marriage is broken and that the couple doesn't exist as such anymore, the parental couple goes on and must continue. That's one of the big jobs you have, Audrey. <laughs> we often hear as lawyers, oh, we agree on everything with regards to children. The only problem is financial We both have our children's interest at heart. And then you realize very quickly that the only problem basically is the children because they can't let go, because they don't have time to grieve, like you were saying. Everything is focused on the children without the client even realizing it. They're taking their children hostage. Mm. This, uh, if this issue is not resolved, it will lead to a really bad relationship after divorce between the parents and the child. And this may be very unhealthy. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> Audrey, what do you think about that? Totally, <laughs> Sarah Jane. And if I can add, it's also about accepting and letting go of the old relationship with your children. Uh, and rebuilding a new one. So letting go is part of the process, uh, letting go of that control. And, you know, when the children are at their partner, ex-partner, for example, they can't control what they do there. They can't control some aspect of their life anymore. And it's so frustrating for parents to accept this. Uh, so, yes, we do work a lot on that in a coaching session. Uh, it's about how to build quality time, how to build a satisfaction Fine relationship with your children, but a different one. Maybe you won't see them 100% of the time. Sometimes you'll be frustrated. Uh, maybe, you know, they come home. I mean, it happened to me. You know, they come home, it's Sunday night. They haven't done any of their homework. You know, they haven't had their clothes washed. And, you know, there will be more practical issue that you're going to be angry with. How can you react to this, you know, so that it's more productive and less tense? The children need to feel happy about going to both parents without feeling that they have to choose or feel that they can tell, you know, and feel that they can tell what happened in one place and the other. So don't show in front of the children all your frustration about the homework and 
if it's too late Sunday night, well, they just won't have done all of their homework, you know, for the Monday. And then, you know, that's, that's, that's what it is. Yes, it's all about what we're saying about letting go and compromises. Mm. Um, otherwise, you're stuck. You won't be able to go anywhere. So talking about more generally about the relationship between a lawyer and a coach, I feel that maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but at the end of the day, if you work with both the divorce coach and the divorce lawyer, you will be able to reduce your lawyer's fees. <laughs> um, people, you know, will say, of course, it's costly to go and see a lawyer and then a divorce coach and then a therapist. But my answer to that is that in the long run, time spent on the phone talking to your lawyer about the emotional aspects of your divorce can be quite costly. Um, if you don't do that with your lawyer anymore and you shift that aspect to the divorce coach, it will ultimately reduce your lawyer's fees. In any ways, it will help the client empower themselves, regain control, and will be much more efficient mm. on the legal aspects and on the divorce proceedings. Yes, um, I feel like actually it's create a space for the lawyer, the space for the legal issues, And then a different space for the emotional state, uh, your emotional space, state and how you can move forward. I know you can feel in a tunnel or in a space where there's no light, you don't know when you feel better. Um, you may think you'll never get through this, but you will. I mean, I, I did and, um, you know, and you can as well. Uh, so it's important to uh, stay uh, hopeful and to find a network of support. And uh, once again, uh, that confident person that you were before. Sometimes we are very surprised by the initiative of divorced people. You know, they can create new business, move house or create new projects. You can find your mojo back and you can find, you know, what really uh, your zone of genius, you know, again. And <laughs> that's, that's uh, on that note, I think, Sarah, we're going to wrap up. Um, you know, feel free to, to join our podcast each and every week as well as talking about the ins and outs of divorce. We will be inviting other professionals. Uh, we work with the help, um, other professionals we work with to help our clients go through divorce the best way possible. Well-being is very important to both of us. And we believe that if you feel good in yourself, you will navigate through your divorce process more easily. Thank you so much for listening. If you have found this podcast useful, please share, like, and comment hashtag divorce and help spread the information around you if you think it may be useful to others. If you would like us to deal with one issue in particular, or if you would like to participate to our podcast, please don't hesitate to contact us. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram by searching Audrey Zetun or Sarah Jane Taster. It would be great to hear from you. See you soon for another episode of Hashtag Divorce.